You're listening to Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. Lisa Nicole, and you are listening to Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, um, my soon-to-be friend, I know. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, and uh, mom, and wife, and I'm one of those try to do all the things people. Um, I existed with Out of Eden, uh, a group with my sisters, a contemporary Christian group with my two sisters, Andrea and Danielle, for many years. Uh, we recorded, I think, seven albums, toured all over the world, um, sold like over a million and a half records, I believe. Um, this was all before streaming. <laughs> and so we were in what I like to call the good old days. Um, and yeah, and I'm a worship leader at my church, Grace Covenant. And uh, basically an artist, I love to paint. I love to, I can't draw, I wish I could, but I love to paint. I love to travel. I love music. I love God. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. Just a little backstory. Um, I've been listening to you guys for, I want to say since I was in high school. My, <laughs> my, no, definitely when I was in high school. My aunt, um, I remember I used to go every summer. I used to go to Victorville. I live in California, so I used to go to Victorville. Okay. Um, every summer, and one summer that I went, she was playing you guys um, and Trinity Five Seven, and I had never heard of you guys. Like I heard Mary Mary, but I'd never heard of you guys at all. And, I, and she was playing it, and it was the um, what album was it? It was I'm gonna play some. Do you remember the cover? Right <laughs> I'll tell you what the album's called right now. Give me give me two seconds, because mm-hmm. um, it was it literally. This is your life. That was the album. Oh yes, so that yes. Like, that was our fourth record. Like oh two, maybe. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I was O2. like a freshman in high school when that happened. And I was <laughs> when I had Angel on here from Trinity Five Seven. I was telling her that you, your guys's music, literally shaped um, just how I was in school. Like, mm. it, like I didn't go to any parties. I didn't go to like any of those things. I was heavily in the church. Um, like Tuesday, Fridays, sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and I had no intention of ever doing anything like that. I've never like, I wasn't no square. Don't get me twisted. Or anything like <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, but like all my friends knew not to ask me to go to no parties or not to ask me to drink or smoke or any of that stuff. Cause I just, that just wasn't me. I've never fallen under peer pressure, but it really, your guys' music really helped me with any of the struggles that I had gone through. So I do want to say thank you so much for you and your sisters for, Putting out such amazing uh, records that still to this day resonate with myself and just people. Wow, thank you. That means a lot. I love Trinity Five Seven. Um, we used to see them in Nashville during the GMA week, the Gospel Music Week. We would see them, and they were always like super cool. So it's a great privilege to be um, in the category with them and and to hear that story. It, it it really doesn't ever get old, like for real, because you kind of can be on the other side of something and you're just it's nice to be reminded um that god was able to use you um to do some cool things so yeah, yeah i know it's when i was talking to angel um and i remember i know you retweeted it or retweeted it was not on twitter you reposted <laughs> it on instagram story because i was like i was telling her i was like you her um 
Prima all ironically coming out with songs around the same time, and you guys were all like three of the top, uh, you know, R and B R and B slash gospel type, you know, um, yeah, girl groups at the time. And I was like, that's so ironic that all of you guys are releasing like projects and singles and stuff at the same time. I was like, you guys got to do a song together. Like it has to happen. Oh. <laughs> I'm putting yes. it out in the air. We got to make that. We got to make that happen yes. for sure. And I feel like our voices would work really well together exactly. also. And, and I, I love them. Like Prima and I are very good friends. Um, so I think that would be just fabulous. Yes. Like for real. Yeah, it's definitely, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Yes. Um, and we got to get Eric on it. I'll be like, yeah, I, that was, I literally <laughs> was thinking that yesterday. Cause I have a playlist and I was like, I have to put, um, Mary Mary on this playlist because it's you, Virtue, um, Trinity Five, and Out of Eden, and then has you guys singles. And I was like, I have to put Mary Mary on this playlist. But Erica, oh yeah, yes, like that. It'd be epic. And then I can see the performance yeah. at the Stella Awards and everything. Now <laughs> you're like, I can see it. I can see it. Happen. I'm calling it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> trust, trust. Um, but just to get into some dialogue, um, what took you so long to come out with the? A project and it's what's so funny is that you came out with a Christmas project, I believe, with your husband. Yes, and I did not correlate that it was you're the same. I, like I've seen the pictures, it just <laughs> didn't dawn on me. And then when I was following you, um, more so recently, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, hold just, up. I, I was like, I was listening to that, and I didn't even realize. Like it just didn't. It didn't dawn on me. Um, but that's, that's hilarious. I mean, it's funny. I've been in full on conversations with people and then I've like mentioned like, oh yeah. Cause you know, I was in this group and they're like, wait, wait, what? It's you. I feel like Danielle is the one that still gets like, she still gets stopped for autographs, like in the grocery store, people like come up to her at the airport. I feel like I've just kind of can hide under the radar a little bit. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, I was in Halloween, and they're like, wait, what? So, um, no, so super good question. It's a, I mean, honestly, Terrell, that's a question I still wrestle with myself um, because I literally was talking to somebody the other day and t- just talking about upbringing and um, how you can be away from something for so long that it almost is scary. Like the thing that the only thing that you've ever done can be scary to come back to. Um, so we stopped, we stopped out of Eden. It was like 2006. Um, I got married in 2007. I started doing some hosting. I hosted a show with Bobby Jones for the gospel music channel. I hosted um, some other things for them. I did, I co-hosted Verizon Wireless's How Sweet the Sound with my friend Donna Lawrence um, and did some theater and was kind of thinking that I was going to venture into like try to go to Broadway, try to move to New York. Um, And then I got married and we moved to California, to Los Angeles um, in 2010. And I got pregnant with our daughter, Sophia, in 2010 and wrote a little bit. but really like kind of just dove into motherhood. And I think for me, um, I was never like, oh my God, I can't wait to be a mom. Like that was never my thing. Like I was always about like work and, and being creative and being, you know, free (laughs) and just being out and about. Um, And I really had to, we were in LA and we're friends, you know, friends with Mary Mary, I'm uh, friends with um, some artists and people out there and they were still going, like their life is going, things are happening. And it was really hard for me because I felt like the whole world was like moving without me. 
Um, and I really had to have some really um, serious talks with God and really get quiet. And the Lord just started to teach me about seasons and that the season that I was in, um, this was a blessing and this was a focus. And I really started to learn the value of, you know, I love my mom. She's a great mom. But I really started to learn the personal value of motherhood for me and be able to embrace that. And um, and it was awesome. And kind of once I did that, it was like, OK, cool. Like we're, we're out, Sophie and me. We're going we're doing this and that and the other. Um, and I would still like write, uh, would still sing my church, um, releases music. And I would, you know, anytime they asked me, I would, I would sing something. Um, but I just kind of got kind of comfortable and kind of just far away from it. Um, and when we moved to North Carolina in like 2012, that time, 2012 through 2016, I've really started wrestling with, okay, like I feel good, like, but something's missing. And, um, it really turned out to be that the creative piece, like I'm an artist, I'm a singer, that's what I love to do. And so from then it was just a matter of trying to, um, you know, get in the right place at the right time and and just figure out what season I'm in and trust God and lean into God. And so when we did the Christmas record, um, that was just a super fun opportunity to, you know, be creative and to write and do that as a couple. And through that, um, my uh the CEO of my label who's a dear friend uh, Michael Anthony Taylor um reached out to me and offered a publishing deal and a and a record deal which we kind of um wanted to do it belongs to me first um wanted written this amazing song and um we wanted it to have a chance out there so he signed us to do that and then um Juan went on to do a work on solo music and then I was free to work on some solo music um, but it's, it's been a challenge cause it's hard. Um, I mean, I sound like super first world, but it's hard, like trying to juggle all the things and find space to be creative, to tell your story. Um, and I'm not, you know, like I, I know how to work hard, but I'm not like, you know, one of those, like just can do everything everywhere all at once <laughs> type of, type of, uh, human beings. Um, so I'm really still learning how to put aside that time for myself, how to, um, be more scheduled and be more disciplined with my time. And, and also, you know, be, a, you know, my, I want to be the best mom that I possibly can be. And so trying to juggle those things is, is still something that I'm working on. I think a lot of people can, can relate to that being a, a mother and then trying to balance like your social life as well as your career and everything like that. And I feel that a lot of artists nowadays that have kids, they don't really talk about how challenging it can be. It's crazy because what we see, you know, on IG, we just see all the happy times and all the easy times. And once we've gotten dressed up and we take a picture, um, but it, it is challenging. And it's also like, you know, it's a balancing act because, you know, you, you don't want to be like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And also the reason why I can't get anything, can you give me some elbow room a little bit so I can make this post? Um, but you know, she really is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I think, um, what I'm trying to do is, is figure out how to incorporate the lessons that I'm teaching her, the lessons that I'm learning, um, and how to model, because I want, I want to model for her a, a mother that, can do both things that can be a, a solid, amazing, present mom and 
um, pursue your passion and your career and the other things that God has called you to do. But it's 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 not easy for sure. You know, I don't have a nanny. I don't have like we don't have a whole lot of um, people on the ground. Thank God we have some really awesome people and we have some family here that um, is really helpful. But it is it's a it's a it's a challenge, but it's it's a worthy challenge. I wouldn't trade any of the things for. That's awesome. So why did so correct me if I'm wrong. The song "It Belongs to Me," you and Juan had out. It was number one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So why, nope, you're not mistaken. <laughs> so why no follow up after that? Like, because I had looked, and I still, even when I looked, I still didn't correlate that. You, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> um. So I think for us, both of us come from groups. Um. Obviously, from Out of Eden, him from Wine and Space too, and I think it was important for us to take the opportunity to create our own story, if you will, and to be able to collaboration is awesome. Um, but sometimes you just want to tell your story your way. And sometimes you feel, um, you know, just called to do, to do your own thing. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I think that we would always collaborate together, even in writing, collaborate together and collaborate solo. Um, and Juan was like, he's a lot closer to, the finished project. Um, I th- his project is actually finished, but he had more songs in the can. And I think that it was just like, you've got all this great music, like go ahead and, you know, and go. And then we can just have that song as like the beacon. And as, you know, kind of like a, I mean, it was really like a, such a joint collaboration with uncle peanut. Um, but you know, he didn't want to join our group. I just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There was no, we didn't, we would never offer because that would be insane. Um, but he, uh, you know, it was just a beautiful project for that time. Um, I think it really got us and a lot of people uh, through the pandemic in the sense of just being reminded of the goodness of God. And we've heard amazing testimonies from that. And I'm fine, you know, with, with that. Like, I think that was what we were supposed to do. So I want to give a shout out to your daughter because I seen on your story that she made her own or designed her own dress. She did. Was, I thought it was so, I could, I'm creative in a lot of different ways, but not, not like that. <laughs> I thought it was so I'm not either. And it came out so beautiful. Like that was just, does she want to do that with her life? Does she want to be a designer? She, you know, she, she is one of those people that she really could be anything. She could be a designer or she could be the president of the United States. She has really high executive functioning skills. She's an incredible litigator, um, which is sometimes like, oh my gosh, I have to be on my toes. Um, But she also draws and, and has this really huge creative side. Um, and so we went to IPIC, um, I don't know if I can plug that, but we went to the movies to watch um, Cruella. And then she was just, and she would just draw, like just draw designs. And I remember we, I'd gotten her this, um, like a sketchbook um, that, that had like body forms on it. And we were in LA and she was like, I'm going to design your dress for the Stellars. And I was like, okay, cool. And she draws this dress and I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, like, this is really, really good. And I show one and we're just both like, okay, what's happening? Um, so when it came time for the Grammys, um, his dad took him to the Grammys when he was 12 years old. So um, it was a really sweet moment for him to be able to take her as a nominee. 
And he was like, you know, do you want to design your dress? And she said that she did. So they worked together to find a, um, the, the fabric and, you know, the, the dressmaker and everything. And I'm just, I'm really thankful that it came out so beautifully. Yeah, it really did, though. So just to get into some more, well, before I get into some more dialogue, I do want to play a record. Um, so <laughs> this record, I, it was a no brainer that I was going to play this cause this is literally one of my favorite songs, not just of out of Eden, but just in general, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, and you're going to know it. It's meditating. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you picked that one. I love this song. When I tell you, like, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it's just, I don't know. It stays on repeat. Um, so I'm going to play. I usually don't play the whole song, and the song's long, so I'm not going to play the whole song, but I'm playing the part, <laughs> which is the end okay. part. So we're, we're going to get into this. This is Out of Eden. you hear in that song is my good friend Eric Roberson uh we wrote that song together and I just it it really marked I think a new um era I think for Out of Eden I think we really 
um, matured a lot on the This Is Your Life record. Um, we were able to work with some different producers. I think our budget was a little bit bigger. Um, <laughs> and I had been, you know, we had grown a lot, you know, as, as women. And it was just really a fun project because we just really got to um, spread our wings a little bit and do some different things. And that's literally like one of my favorite out of Eden songs, yeah, like of all time. You should definitely re re record it and put it on your new project. It's <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about like a meditate part two point yeah, sort of situation. Yeah, so yeah, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but no, I just definitely love that song. It's just uh, I don't know. It's just something about it, and it's uh, timeless. And nowadays, um, we don't have like in the gospel mm-hmm. and Christian world, yeah, there's there's timeless music, but just in general, like we don't have music that is is timeless. And the thing about Out of Eden and Mary Mary and Trinity Five Seven is like you guys were able to create music that people that even don't listen to gospel or spiritual music can still listen to it and get something out of it. It was it's very a crossover, as you would. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, because I think certain messages are just relevant to, you know, whoever, to wherever you are, whatever your belief system is, Um, some messages are just based on truth. And, you know, for me, even that song now is still relevant because there's so, I mean, I thought there was a lot vying for my attention when we wrote the song. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's before, you know, Instagram and, and like, I, I don't even, there's so many different messages and things are moving so quickly. Like there's such a quick turnover um, in music, in art. Um, Nothing has really like the shelf life that it had in the 90s and 2000s. And so people are constantly getting um, affronted with these these messages. and, And it really is important, I think, for our spiritual health and for our mental health to take some breaks, to take some time out. Um, to find that space where you can pray, where you can be still, where you can, you know, turn your phone off. Um, I think that's like more important now than ever. Yeah. And people listening to this will know that I took a break from the podcast. (laughs) I I have one that I had recorded and I was like, I'm just going to wait to put it out. I need to record more. But before I record more, I need to take a sabbatical, as you will, Um, because I was getting uh, not but just like I like recording the podcast because it's fun. I get to mm-hmm. meet people, I get to talk to people, find out what you know what's going on in their life and stuff. I enjoy that. Um, but it wasn't that it wasn't becoming enjoyable, but just the whole process of trying to find people to talk to. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, not, I need to focus on myself and what I said for myself for this new year was that I was going to kind of put me myself first in a sense I usually always put yeah. everything else above you know whatever I need so this song is is perfect um and it's funny I like I got rebaptized last year in April oh wow and um so I had got baptized when I was 13 I'm 13, okay 12, 13 12 or 13 and I um I'm 30 I'll be 35 next month um, you look so young. Oh my gosh, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, now when I say I don't feel that old, 
Um, I don't look that old. Well, you're not. You're not old, but you don't look your age. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't know. Time just has gone. I mean, I guess you could relate. Like, time just, something, it just goes by. Yeah, um, it does. Especially after, like, college, high school, whatever. It just flies by. And next thing you know, you know, like, you got gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, what is, what yes. is this? <laughs> the um, devil, I rebuke you. <laughs> yeah, so when I got baptized, that was one of the songs that I was listening to. And I remember the moment. I was there baptizing a whole bunch of people, and I had no intention of getting baptized that day. Mm. Um, and I've already been baptized, but something was just telling me that I need to do it again. And they were done with the baptism. And then I was like, literally, the, the it's on my Instagram, but I'm fully clothed. And I'm just like, wait, I, I want to. And I just, something <laughs> told me, like, if not now, then when? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so I got yeah. baptized, fully clothed. And if when you get to know me, you'll know that, like, I don't play about my clothes. <laughs> like, I don't like, get so anything this was dirty. For yes, real, so I'm just like, the past, I'm like, you don't have to pay for my dry cleaning, you know? <laughs> because, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just really a moment in that that song, I just resonates with me. And I, I get, and it's so crazy because around the time I got baptized, the first time, that song was one of the songs I listened to a lot. Too. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so, like, a full circle exactly, moment. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's crazy. And I feel like now that I got baptized at an older age, it, it meant more. Not that it didn't mean anything then, but, you know, I didn't really go. I'm, what, what, at 12, 13 years old, like, what am I really going through? Like, I, right, I have right, little right. problems and they feel like everything to me, but, like, I wasn't, I hadn't really experienced life yet. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was really different. Um, just, I don't know, a happy moment for myself. No, that's, I love that. I love that. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about music, too. It's like, on this side of it, I'm like, what, what, like, I didn't know anything. I was like, I had no idea, you know, and I appreciate the grace of God that covered and and I appreciate the, you know, our church and, and the, the word of God that, um, you know, my mother made sure was hidden in my heart at a young age, because outside of that, I would have, I don't like, I would have not have had a perspective. Um, but now on this side, it's like, I feel like I've lived so much more life. I feel like I can really speak about some things from experience. Um, so I can totally, you know, just relate to that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you some good questions. Don't worry. Um, but, oh. <laughs> um, something that you said, like, um, there's a song that I'm going to play. I have been undecided on which one I'm going to play, but there's a song I'm going to play, and I know why I'm going to play it. I'm going to say that now, just in case I forget it later when I play the song. Okay. I'm not going to name the song, but, like, I was listening to it today, and I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is so, like, I can see so many people can relate to this. And, mm. and it's so, like, I'll explain more when I play the record. Um, but <laughs> one of the questions that I have for you, um, a lot of us deal with depression or just things in ourselves that we have to try to overcome and sometimes we don't necessarily know how to overcome certain things and then other things on the flip side sometimes things don't necessarily happen to us but we do them to ourselves so what mm. would you say is uh you feel you stop how do you feel that you sabotage yourself oh gosh um probably the biggest way I sabotage myself because there's many um is not speaking my dreams and desires out loud um I am an introvert you know I know yeah you know, I know we're saved but I'm a Sagittarius um and I and I like am pretty like 
like I fall in line like pretty um on point with with those uh with those that um kind of moniker and for me I will have all the ideas all these big plans and dreams and I just won't say it to anybody and then what happens is um I'll see somebody else do it or um or the, the moment will pass and then I'm left with regret. And regret is one of the worst things. Um, it's such a killer of motivation. It's a killer of dreams. Um, it's a killer of productivity. And, and so what I'm trying to do in this season is just be a little bit more vulnerable with my dreams. Um, and like I was talking to Karima just the other day and we were talking and I was telling her, you know, how much I love to paint. And like one of my dreams is to sell a painting. And she was like, girl, you need to, you need to get it. You need to paint. And, and, and I think what it does when you speak it, I do believe that um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I do believe that um, that speaking life is really important. But I also think it does, you know, there's there's studies about what it does to your brain and how, you know, speaking positively um, really, buy, you know, your neurotransmitters start firing differently. You start to, you know, you you think about, oh, I want a Bronco. And then all of a sudden you see every Bronco yeah. driving in your street. It's like opportunity somehow finds a way to you. Um, and the other thing it does is it, you know, allows people to have your back. It allows people to be looking for opportunities. It allows people to hold you accountable. Um, so I think that's one big way that I sabotage myself. And then the partner to that is probably procrastination. (laughs) Um, I am really great at distracting myself with things that aren't important. Um, whether that be, um, you know, literally or figuratively, whether it's like laundry, like I need to write, but I need to also fold the laundry, I'll probably choose the easier route of folding the laundry than sit down and write. Um, Whether it's, you know, in relationships or friendships, like I may, um, you know, like focus on something that's not important and maybe miss the fact that they were really crying out for help. Um, So, so those two things probably, probably uh, are my biggest saboteurs, if you will. I think that I can definitely relate to that. I'm not a Sagittarius. (laughs) <laughs> I'm an Aries um, and oh. yeah like we kind of a lot of like you know the Sagittarius yes um, and I as I've gotten I used to be super like an extrovert but as I've gotten older I, I've been more introvert I'm always at home now I don't care to go out I don't care to do any of those things every once in a while is fine so I, I like to refer to myself as an extroverted introvert <laughs> yes because when I'm yes. outside I'm outside <laughs> but right it's, right it's exactly take a lot to get me outside <laughs> um, exactly I, I not to go off so off topic because I'm gonna get back to that but um this past year my friend and I it, it was my idea to throw a Christmas thing because I always throw like a little Christmas event every year oh, and fun. and um I was my idea to throw it like oh we should do a brunch I'll cook the food because you know and then, like, a week leading up to it, I still hadn't invited anybody because I didn't want to do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to see, like, trying to, like, I didn't want to tell her I didn't want to do it no more, but I was kind of hoping she didn't want to do it no more either. So we right. right. You're like, so. Yeah, but, yeah, we end up doing it, and it, it was a lot. But at the end of the day, like, it was a good time, and it yeah. came out good, obviously, because I cooked it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, I was like, yeah, we're not doing this next year, though. Because I already know, like, and I'm one of those people that, like, my, my mom, like, instilled in me at a young age, let your yes be yes and your no be no. 
So if you yeah. say yes to something, then you have to follow through with it. And I, if I say yes to something that's just stuck in me, like I got to follow through, follow through with it, even if I don't want to do it. So I'm just like, we're not doing this next year. <laughs> Our, like I already know if we do something, it's got to like, be spontaneous. I... It's got to be spontaneous because I'm, I'm not doing this next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like, like the thinking of the thing and the planning for the thing can be just worse than the thing. Like exactly. once you get to the thing, you're fine, but you're just so in your head about it before and everything has to be right. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm learning to be more flexible um, and less rigid about some things and, you know, and let a lot more slide and let it like, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Um, that's probably why, I mean, like my label's always like, you don't post enough. I'm like, Oh my God, I hate posting on Insta. Like I hate it. I hate like taking pictures and just like, Oh, this sucks. This stinks. Like it takes me so long. Um, but I'm trying to learn to just be, um, uh, just be less rigid about it. Just be like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is type of thing. Um, but it's hard yeah. if you're like a perfectionist or if you have, you know, high standards, it's, it's really hard. So yeah. I feel you. It's funny. One of my friends and I, she also is a singer. We were talking earlier today about how, like how Instagram and social media was like, is so big. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I was on Twitter yesterday and I was looking at like just some of my followers because I wanted to see who was following me. And I was like, I did not realize that so many celebrities actually follow me on Twitter. But that's <laughs> because like 10 years ago, I was so on on it, probably, probably more than 10 years ago, but I was so on it and like trying to like get out there and be like, I never knew what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I wanted to help people and I wanted to kind of be in the music industry. And then as I started posting more stuff and like making little videos, I was like, damn, I should get a talk show. And... So ironically, it's kind of come full circle because I have artists come on my podcast and I'm helping them and I kind of have a talk Yeah. And I, I, but um, I say all that to say that, like, it's so hard. Like, I'll do a whole bunch of photo shoots as you can see the picture in the back. I never yeah, I love that. Any, I never post them though. I'll go <laughs> set up a photo shoot. I'll set up, I'll have all this stuff that I've written out and I've done all this stuff, but I just don't post it because I'm just like, people going to like it. But when I was younger, I didn't care. I just put anything out. And I was like, yeah. I need to get out of my own head um, and actually just put stuff out if they like, you know, they might not like it, but they may love it. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And you just never know. And I feel like that's what it, with some of the successful people that have gotten like TikTok famous, Instagram famous or whatever, like they just put something out and it just happens to go viral. And then from there, they build on top of that. And I'm just still trying to get to the, to the, talking myself into actually putting stuff out. So I just this yeah, week, you could... just this week, or no, today, go ahead. just today, I started my mailing list because um, I'm a certified life coach as well. Um, awesome. And I'm just trying to put all my brands together. And I was just there because someone asked me like, oh, um, what's your brand or whatever? And then I was like, I'm the brand. <laughs> like, like the easiest way to sell anything is to sell yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm the brand. So I just put a mailing list together. It has like, um, inspir shameless plug for myself, I guess it has, um, I love it. Motivational stuff like a, um, what do you call it? Uh, affirmation. Cause just like you were saying the power of the tongue, like I believe that so much, like even when people start saying something negative, like don't speak that over my life. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. Like, you keep that over yeah, there. <laughs> I have to tell my mom sometimes, like, Hey, stop. Don't say that. Like, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but don't say that about me. Like, cause you never, like, yeah. you know, only speak good things like <laughs> yeah um 
and affirmations, just stuff. Because I like to cook, so I have stuff in there about cooking and stuff that, you know, people are like, oh, this is a cool buy that I found. Like, you guys should try to purchase this or look into this. And then I have, like, these articles that I write out that are, like, just, like, to help people. So the first one's about, like, trusting yourself. Um, so I'm, like, I I'm love just, like, that. Yeah, I put, um, I put all that together. Um, and then I artist uh, put, a, like, a song that I like um, at the moment. And then I'll send that out or whatever. So I have, like, 100 people right now on the mailing list, which is, for me, that's amazing. Because that's awesome. Yes. Amazing. So, um, and I feel like it's just going to help people and then I can promote artists as well and stuff like that so don't worry your song's gonna be on there one of these days <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I love it I love it uh, but I'm trying to do that because I'm like okay this is something I'm gonna do Monday and it's every Monday is gonna go out so I know that I, this has to go out Monday so I have that in my head that this is in a sense my job um so yeah yeah pushes me to do everything else but so now I need to record these uh, videos for TikTok because I'm not TikTok for Instagram because I make money off of Instagram by reels now. Yeah. Um, so right now I just post funny stuff, you know, cause, but I'm just like, I need to get out and put everything all in one space. But I, yeah. I agree with you. I just get, I procrastinate um, and I start focusing on something like you're saying that's not really that important, but it's so time consuming. Even just being on your phone sometimes where you don't even realize like, oh, you're just swiping. And then the next thing you know, you've been on your phone for an hour and a half. And you're like, what happened? And you're like, what happened? Yeah, like, what happened? Um, yeah, I get, I get on the phone. So I, you know, for me, it's not even so much about whether somebody likes it or not because I'm not in it like that, and I, my, I don't really process things like that. Like I just, I'm like, if I like it, cool. But it's, do I like it? That's like mm-hmm. the hard thing. And and sometimes like getting past, you know, when we were in out of Eden, we had publicists and we had you know, people that did, like, I didn't have to take selfies and like, you know, promote myself in a sense. And so I'm trying to just look at it more of sharing myself and, and sharing moments. Um, but it is, it's really, it's just not, it just doesn't really align with, with who I am, but you know, it's, it's a necessary, it's a necessary thing, necessary thing to do, but I'll, I'll get on the phone and I'll talk to a friend and then it's like, Oh my gosh, we've been on the phone for an hour and 15 minutes and I've literally done nothing else, you know, but it's good for your brain to have conversations. So, you know, it's like when, 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 I'm going to play another record. So this is what I wanted to say is that, so I'm going to play, um, I should have listened. And I was mm. listening to it today, and I was just like, this is, like, I, I just look at people on social media and just people that I know personally, and it's like, sometimes you see that you shouldn't do something, and you go ahead and you do it anyways, and then now you're just, like, paying for the thing, and you're just like, damn, I should have listened to all these people, or I should have listened to the signs that God placed in yeah. front of me. And sometimes it's just too late, and I feel like it's so, like, this song is so important to today. And I mean, it was so important back then, but I was young, so I didn't get, like I got it, but I didn't fully get it, you know. Um, and I just I really wanted to play this record because I wanted people to, to hear it and just, you know, I feel like it's going to it'll help a lot of people. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to get into oh, it. Good. This is a okay. listened and I feel like whoever's listening to this right now. Um, is really going to get a lot of it. And if this was a talk, a toss up between should have listened and secret. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I tell you, <laughs> I, lo- I when love. I tell that you, song. "Secret" is the song that I'll listen to. Like when before I do anything, I have to think about like, okay, like what are other people, you know, 
like when I do yeah. something, I have to like I I, I want to be a role model in a sense. Like and people like you never know who's looking up to you, so you always got to be like, right, you know. And to be able to be like in the song says like in a grocery store and someone just asks you why are you so happy, like it's just like oh like it just when things like that happen. Like I remember my cousin told me one day she's like you always have a smile on your face and I'm just like well yeah because like even when things are bad like there's still so much things to be grateful for. So many things to be grateful for for sure and we and. We let like some of the bad things consume everything else, and we, we forget about our our blessings in it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I saw this. Um, a friend, somebody posted, uh, like, did a repost thing of a. I don't even. I can't remember who it was, but he was talking to this couple. You probably saw it about you know giving them a million dollars, and he was like, um, "If I had a, gave you a million dollars," and he was like, "Let's make it ten million dollars." Would that change your perspective, change the way you got out of bed? Would that make you happy? And they were like, oh, that'd be amazing. He was like, okay, what if I gave you $10 million, but I told you you didn't get to wake up the next morning? Would you take it? And they were like, no. And he was like, so basically what you're telling me is being able to wake up the next day is worth more than $10 million. So, you know, like it was like, Right. Okay. You know, so, so it's true. Like there's so much that can kind of cloud our sense of gratitude sometimes, but I, I think it's just incredibly important to take time throughout your day. When first thing you wake up throughout the day, when you go to bed to just be grateful. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people think like money, money does not solve all your problems and they make life a little bit easier, but like all of these celebrities that are rich or whatever, hear about how unhappy they were when they actually yeah yeah stories and stuff. i'd like a chance to try to be unhappy with 10 million dollars i'm just gonna just put that out there like if anybody wants to see what happens if i get 10 million dollars if i you know it's yeah. fine like I'm, I'm totally willing to try it yeah that's so <laughs> but, funny um i co-signed that <laughs> yes but um i just i remember telling i want to say it was my cousin or something i don't remember who i was talking to it might have been a client or whatnot but I was saying, because um, there was this like, oh, like, what's your goal? My goal is to have such, such money. And I'm like, well, that's not your goal. Like, yeah. Why do you want the money? Because whatever you want the money right. for is the goal. Um, right. And sometimes you can achieve that without actually having the money. So, yeah, money yeah, not very true. Happy, but people seem to think, like, I feel that we're in a time right now, like social media and everything in the world that it makes what we see on Instagram, people take that as face value, but that's not how you're living. I know so many celebrities personally that are broke, but on time, they think that they're so rich and they got all this money. And I'm like, that is just for show. And then people flossing their money. I'm like, that's their rent money. Don't, don't get confused. (laughs) Don't even get confused. They are stressed. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So I'm okay with being, we're being broke. Like I'm not broke, (laughs) but I mean, I'm okay with the, the, the lifestyle that I'm living right now. And I'm, I'm able to maintain that. Yeah. But let's yeah. get into this record, Should Have Listened, um, because some of y'all just should have done that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> let's get into it. Should have 
driving um maybe like five five years ago did a long like road trip and and i was taking her down memory lane out of vita memory lane and it played i was like oh my god like that was my jam yeah yeah i love that record um to go along with that record what would you say is something that you should have listened to like if someone had given you an advice or something that you've seen the signs and you didn't you didn't follow through oh oh gosh um Wow. I mean, thank God for grace, right? Because, and thank God for examples in the Bible. So you don't feel of people that didn't listen. So you don't feel like so, so bad. Um, gosh, I think one thing, um, like I think financially, like I've learned a lot of lessons over the years and, you know, when we were younger and we had, you know, we were doing well, um, and people are like, okay, you need to save, you need to do this, you need to invest in something, you need to make these choices, you need to pay the IRS, you need to not get into like all those things. Um, I wish that I had listened to some of that advice. Um, because have you know, like after leaving out of Eden and then having to rebuild, um, it was much more difficult than it should have been. Um so that's one area. I mean, the song was, um, I don't write every song from like personal experiences. I, I write, um, I like to tell stories and they don't have to be my story. Um, but certainly in my life, I've had um, 
relationships, you know, with that I thought, oh, this, you know, this is a nice person or this is a good guy. And then they're like, no, it's not. And my yeah. pastor's like, wait, who is it? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. And then turns out they were just like, <laughs> just the worst person ever. Um, so I've definitely, you know, had that um, in my life as well. Just, you know, relationships that I just, you know, didn't have any business. Like we're just not equally yoked on, you know, any level. Um, so that has been, was a big learning experience for me. And, um, I think, I mean, now, you know, honestly, I feel like now I tend to be a better listener. I think because of some of the things that I've gone through and some of those, those issues, like I was never one that was like, didn't want to listen to advice. Um, I value advice, like to a fault. Like I'm almost like, tell me what to do. Somebody (laughs) tell me what to do. Um, so I wasn't really like hard headed in that sense that I wouldn't listen to advice. Um, I'm more hard headed in, you know, if I already have a plan that I'm probably gonna, gonna do that. Um, or I'm hard headed when it comes to like our, you know, debating, I'm like, I can be hard headed, but I always, um, valued like wise counsel because I just didn't want to waste time I think like it wasn't a matter of like being super teachable or being like you know not it wasn't that it was just like I don't want to waste time like I just want to get to it and I want to get it right and I want to do it right and let's go um but in those areas I mean especially like like financial and career and business like I wish that I had listened to that advice more I um I'm the type of person that I learn from other people's mistakes. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are not like that. Um, but so like a lot, I see, I'm like, one thing I'm not going to do is you're not going to make me look like a fool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I don't yeah, like that. Yes. I, I really do not like looking like a fool. <laughs> yeah, so I make sure that I'll listen to whoever, what they're saying or whatever, and weigh the pros and cons. Or I'll just see that this person did this, that I'm not going to do that. Like, you know, and I yeah. felt like I've had my head on my shoulders. I. And granted, it's so funny because I hear so many negative things about Aries, and I'm like, I'm built different. Like, <laughs> you're I like, look, this one there. right here. Yeah, but yeah, I'm built different. I'm not like that. I'm not like, and I think that that's because I know my. I think I. Granted, we all grow, but I think I've always known who I was as a person in a sense. Yeah. So there's certain things that I'm just like, I'm not even gonna say that because this is gonna happen, and then I watch how other people are, so I'm just like. I say something to this person, this is gonna happen. I'm just not even gonna do it. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. Um, you can see it. You play out how exactly, it plays out. I'm like yeah. that too. Like I'm, I'm very measured. Um, at times, like sometimes I'm like, what did I just say? How, oh my god, I can't believe I just said that. Mostly with jokes, but I'm a bit measured um, in in conversations or in you know conflict because I can see you know, how it could turn out and you can't take words back and certain actions, you know, God's grace is there, but certain things you don't get to change. Um, you know, and I, I think thankfully you can learn from things and you can make different choices in the future, you know, if you get, if given the opportunity. Um, but yeah, it is, I feel like it's important to, to have people in your life that you trust and that you can, can learn from. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me that I've, uh, had the issue with is certain relationships that I've had. I'm a giver at nature. And so I'll give and give. And then I realize that this person's just taking and taking. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no reciprocation on the other end. Not that I'm asking for you to do anything for 
that's not what I'm saying, but like if appreciate is what I give you, and appreciation is a verb, it's what you do. It's not yeah, you just yeah. Say thank you. Um, so I feel like I've had certain instances like that, and then should have listened to myself. So there, but I'm actually glad <laughs> I did it in a sense. So there's this instant with a friend that we're no longer friends anymore. Um, rightfully so though, because they were a user, and I know, like I feel like. For myself, and this has happened in a lot of different scenarios, is that like sometimes I I'll hold on to certain things that God is trying to pull away from me in a sense. Yeah, and I have like then something bad happens, and that's how it gets pulled away. And it's just like, oh, that's so sad. But at the end of the day, I'm like, was it really that bad though? Because I grew from the situation, and I'm no longer in that situation. Right, um, right. So, anyways, one of my friends, his girlfriend allegedly was cheating on him someone had mentioned it to me and I believed it because the person that mentioned it to me didn't even know that we were friends and they were just telling a story and it just happened to be him and so I was like should I say it or shouldn't I say it because he already knew that I didn't agree with the relationship anyways um so like if I say something I'm he's gonna think that either I made this up or whatever the case is because he knows I already don't care for the relationship right Um, right so I was like hesitant or whatever and I talked to a friend and they're like well wouldn't you want to know if someone was doing you dirty and I'm like yeah so I just told him I had got all the information that I could and I was like this is who you can talk to to validate if this information is true and all this and they're like well who told you and I'm like it doesn't matter who told me it's irrelevant because I like they told me not knowing I don't want to put them into some drama or some mess right or whatever, but I told you who you could find out if it's true or not so who told me is irrelevant um and they're like well if we oh it sounds messy yes. so like, well, messy it, it, it was and, soap opera. <laughs> and he was just like well if you can't tell me that i can't mess with you no more and i said well then don't mess with me no more <laughs> because there's been plenty of reason there's been plenty of things that you've done that i should not be cool with you no more about and i stay being cool with you so if, if you're not going to be cool with me because of this like then by all means, don't don't mess with me no more. And that was the end of that relationship. Oh, um, but I always and I always put myself in a position like you'll you'll need me before I'll ever need you because you've never done anything for me to have ever need you. But I've done a lot for you for you to have need me. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things where you wish that it could come to a more peaceful conclusion, exactly. but it, it solves the it solves the problem. Yeah. In a sense. and there was so much stuff that was going on like. And the relationship was already, like, on shaky ground or whatever. And I was just like, we probably shouldn't be friends anyways. But I, I'm th- I'm mad that that's the way that it ended. Like, it right, could have been right. more peaceful if I would have just ended it sooner when I knew that we shouldn't be friends sooner. Like, if I would have listened yeah. to what people said then in ending their relationship, then none of this would have even been a thing. And we could right, have right. Could have been cool. And, you know? So there's, yeah. there's there's instances like that where I, I've fallen into that with several different people, and I'm like, and and it's like the same thing, and I'm just like, okay, God, you're teaching me something, but I'm not listening because I keep having to learn the exact same thing yeah. just with different people. You'll um, repeat the test until exactly. you learn the lesson, as, as the saying goes. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I've learned, and it, I think, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I think I think in that that's a good lesson for all of us because what it is is the difference between responding and reacting. Mm -hmm. So when you have a situation that you feel is unhealthy and you feel like you're being taken advantage of or whatever it is, then you, you, 
can have the responsibility um, to yourself to respond and to, ha- to, you know, be, I mean, gr- you have to be a grown up. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it takes a lot of maturity to like say, you know, this is how I'm feeling and this is what's going on and, um, or to make us move to walk away. It's easier sometimes, especially for, for us little fiery signs, yes. it's easier to react and then be like, forget you. I didn't know. No way. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to be your friend. Anyway, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easier that way. And, but I think what, what we learn is it's healthy. The healthier approach is to respond because we need that skill yes. in so many other areas of life. And so I can 100% um, relate to that struggle. Yeah. And I had, um, I don't know if you know, Antonio Dixon, the producer. That name sounds so familiar. He's um, underdogs and Harvey. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I had him on like two years ago now, and he said something, and I like I take this with me. I tell everybody that I have a podcast with. Because it was just like it just opened my mind up for something, like to so many things. Is that like no? He said how no matter how good you are to somebody, you could still be the villain in their story. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. I was just like, oh snaps, like that's so true. So then it made me think of like, how could I have handled the situation differently? Because clearly they're upset with me, and so more so recently, me and him actually, me and my friend, we're still not friends because I don't want to be your friend, but I wanted us to like, I wanted to be cool. Like if you, you know, like we see each other, it's just all love. Um, so we spoke or whatever, and like, I I was just like, so he like expressed how he felt about you know all the situation or whatever, and I'm just like. Well, I hear you, and I apologize for that. Even if I don't feel that that happened, like that's how I made you feel. So I apologize for that, um, and it just left it at that. Like I don't need to express myself. I'm, I'm over the situation, yeah. and sometimes, like I feel that, and that's big for me because, again, like a fiery sound. Like I, I sometimes <laughs> want to have the last word, <laughs> but yeah. like, not everything. Not everything needs to be said. Sometimes you, just, yeah, you know, I, I felt like I. He probably needed that more than. I needed that, like, so right. I was like, let me just give him that because right. he feels that I did him wrong. So yeah, it's about protecting your peace yes. too. It's just like I could get going and back and forth, yes. but at the end of the day, like, choose peace. Yeah, choose, I it, choose my is it peace. Worth it? Is it really worth it? Um. So there's this question that I ask everybody that comes on, um, and if you could have ten minutes with God and ask Him one question, anything that you would want to ask Him. What would you ask? So I have, I love this question. I've actually thought about it. So one time my sisters and I, we traveled all over the world. Um, and we never made it to Asia, but we made it. We toured in Africa, all over Europe, um, every state in the U.S. and Alaska and Hawaii. Um, and I remember we did a concert in Norway and this was in 2001. I don't know what the demographic is like now, but there were no black people. I, ne- I never saw another black person. Um, and we got room sir, uh, uh, housekeeping service and the housekeeping person was white. And all the people that we saw was white. And I was like, God, y'all, do you realize like there real, really must not be any black people here. And I was like, why any other place do we go? Like, it seems like, the whoever like the whether they're African American, whether they're African, whether they're just a darker skin of whatever you know 
um, ethnicity, it feels like they are the lowest on the totem pole, the um, lowest in class. And I was just like, I'm going to ask God, like, with like, why is this? Why has this been allowed to be perpetuated for so long? This, um, this idea, this colorism, and 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 racism, and um, why? Like, what was the fix? What was the fix? What was the solution? Because if you look at here in America, it's a it's a problem that it seems like every solution um, you just dig a little deeper to find another problem. And the infrastructure itself is is so built in, to contain um, people of color, and that is it, it seems sometimes an impossible feat to. Um, to, to just make it out, you know, even what we're seeing right now with legislation um, against um, teaching African-American history and teaching um, and sharing certain books and removing, um, you know, the AP history, which is a total AP African-American history, which is a totally elective thing. Nobody is yeah. forced to take AP African-American history in Florida. If you want to take it, you, you really yeah. want to take it. Um, so you just see this effort to, um, once again, um, sweep our history under the rug. Um, and when we're not educated and when others aren't educated about the truth of who we are, then history is just able to repeat itself. And so that's definitely would be the, if I had 10 minutes with God on this side of the planet where I don't yet know everything, that is what I would ask him. Yeah, I've thought about that too. If I was going to ask, that would probably be one of the, the things that I would ask because I, uh, I was having a conversation with um, one of my cousins and and my aunt, two of my cousins and my aunt, and my aunt, she's not like a really a believer in a sense. Like she believes in a mm-hmm. higher power, but she's not, you know. And I made a comment, and I, and I was like, before I make this comment, I like I definitely believe in God, um, but I was like, it it goes to show that we everything that we do and everything that we've learned has been from a white man um, from the hands of like the person that like this book that we read out of, I do believe the things that happened in it, but it was been written as a white man. So how from a white man, like everything that we're taught is from white people. So clearly when we look at certain things, like even just so much as the world in itself, the map, like they've made certain countries bigger than they actually are. To make mm-hmm. it seem like oh they're superior, um, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just something that we've just learned from the day that we're born. Um, but so I was just saying that like so like yeah I believe everything in the Bible I believe that but like sometimes you you question like you know like well did it go down exactly like this was Jesus black like just certain little things like that like because like i'm like if he was black then all this makes sense (laughs) (laughs) well you gotta think about it i mean i think the bible gives us a lot of clues you know when you when they say that his skin was like bronze or his hair was like wool um different things that that lead us to believe that he was not the italian renaissance Mm -hmm. painting version of of jesus and so you know what we've been to the Vatican and we've been to um, the to uh, what's the other one Uffizi um, and seen you know some of those early Italian Renaissance paintings and basically they 
were painting themselves, you know, they were painting themselves. And then we take these great works of art and we ascribe a meaning to them that wasn't necessarily, you know, meant it's like, if I'm in, if I'm in, you know, Aboriginal Australia, an Aboriginal person of Australia, and I haven't seen the outside world, everybody's going to look like me. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're supposed to base your entire, you know, your color scheme of the Bible yes. on this image. And of course, it's been perpetuated throughout history. And I think that's intentional. Um, I love Kirk Franklin, his post. He did a post um, just maybe last week um, talking about the Black roots in the Bible, talking about the early missionaries that came from Ethiopia, that came from Africa, and really dispelling the idea that the origin of what we know and believe came from from white men and white people. Um, and I have this uh, some books, um, I can't remember, it's like Black, Black Roots in the Bible, and it really breaks down a lot of what you're talking about. It breaks down, you know, certain efforts in, in um, later to, um, you know, if you notice in your Bible, sometimes it'll say uh, from a certain place and then there'll be like an asterisk at the bottom, like yeah. certain things that were intentional that came later um, to make us think that we weren't in there, that we weren't yeah. present um, or that our role was minuscule. And when reality is that we did have a role, we were present and um, it just takes like anything. It takes a lot of digging um, to find those roots and to find it out. I'll figure out, I'll check, email you the name of the book because it's actually really um, interesting. And that's where I think the, that personal relationship and that relationship with God and the Holy Spirit comes in to remind you, oh, wait, no, I remember when I was sick and God healed me. Or I remember when I was depressed and I cried out to God and I literally felt like the arms of God around me. Um, I think those are things are so important, especially um, for us because um, our history is so complicated and our history with religion and with Christianity is so complicated. And it was used um, as a weapon. Um, it was used to subjugate. And I don't believe that that is the intention um, of God, but that's how some of his humans, <laughs> some of his creation used it, unfortunately. I was watching this interview with um, Dr. Umar Johnson, and he was saying that, and it's so true that we're the only race that is not connected to our, our roots, our culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's terrible. He was saying there that that's why, like, when something what happened with the Asian Americans or whatever, and they were got a hate crime or like that fast is because our government has somebody to answer to, which is right. Budget. But for us, we we're from here, like we're originals, <laughs> so we don't exactly have to answer to. But to get off of that subject, in a sense, something that you said was a great leeway to the song I'm going to play now is "Same God," <laughs> um, and. There's a part in the song, like, I, like, when I first heard it, I was like, Mom, you have to hear this line. Because <laughs> I'm like, this, like, it, it, it was just so profound. And just, like, best line so far of two, 2023 that I've heard in a song was, like, I may not have, uh, I may not face Goliath, but I have my own giants. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I, like, I never, you know, you never think about things like that. Like, we do go, and it, it just puts something into perspective that, like, a lot of times people try to measure each other like oh well I went through this this isn't you know right is what you went through so you shouldn't be crying over that but it, but for that person that's everything to them 
Yeah, um, yeah. Exa- I wish I'd written this song for sure. Of <laughs> a shout out to Elevation Worship because <laughs> they killed it. Yeah, they for really sure. Did. But I was just like, that's so like profound, and it just made like resonated so much in me. Like, yeah, like you know, like I may not you know be going through this big big thing, but this right here is big for me. Um, yeah, the song is is truly amazing. Um, why did you choose this as your first single? So for me, um, you know, just going through life and coming out of the pandemic and going through different challenges, um, I was talking to, I call her my Italian mom, and I was just sharing some things with her, and she prayed for me, and then she sent me this song, and I'd heard it before um, and liked it, but when I heard it um, in light of our conversation, in light of the way that she, you know, the reason she sent it to me, it just completely hit different. And I was able to really hear lines like, I may not face Goliath, but I've got my own giants. And um, and I was like, you know, if I'm being blessed by this message, um, as long as I've known God, as much as I trust God, as much faith as I have, then I know other people, you know, need to hear this song. And I just wanted to share it with my audience and share it with, you know, a, a different audience. Um, and, and really, um, I mean, it was so personal. Like, it was really personal. It was like, this is my time to just record this song that I really like and it really ministers to me. And uh, and I decided, you know, I wanted to do a worship cover um, uh, simply, be- I mean, for a lot of reasons. Like, I do lead worship at my church and, um, you know, I'm still working on getting, like, time and focus to work on my record. So I just wanted to, you know, sow seed in the ground, if you will. Um and this song just really touched me. And I just thought, well, if it touched me, maybe it'll touch somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's it's funny, too. Um, all three of you guys, Karima and Angel, all did covers for your first singles. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Redeemer. What, I know I know hers was was uh, Redeemer. Redeemer. And then um, I haven't. Angels is Speak to Me that was by Donnie McClurkin. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's like such a thread there. Like... Yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I want to play the record. I want to get into the record. And then I have like maybe two more questions for you before I let you go. Okay, sure. Right, let's get into it. Here is Same God by Lisa Nicole. <laughs>
question and I think um I mean obviously I do not have the answer but I I, one thing that just kind of crossed my mind is the idea that in those days they didn't have you know um they didn't have you know as the bible says you must be born again and a measure of the holy spirit is in us that's what God leaves us with to know him and to to feel him 
And then they didn't have that. So we, there was no, maybe no internal sense of God. There was, I, I can't say no internal sense of God, but there was no um, soul experience, like personal experience where you can really communicate in the same way or have that sense of him literally like inside of you as a part of you. Um, and so maybe there was more of a need for external things um, to prove, you know, who he is, but now he resides in the hearts of mankind and it's a more a relationship based on faith and less a relationship based on knowing because of something external. Um, I just, I would, that's a great that's question. A I would ask that same answer. question, but yeah. I just, you know, I'm just it's, wondering. Um, it's funny that you said that it's based on faith because I tell people like, I was like, my like my faith has got me through things that nothing else could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, and it's just so amazing to just be able to to believe, like, just to have a moral compass in a sense. Some people don't got it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah some right. People, like some people, I'm like nothing, like nothing in you told you not to do that. Like, or just, like, <laughs> there was you never got a check. Yeah. You never got a like. Sometimes like maybe you know, I shouldn't, yeah. or maybe they did and just didn't listen. Maybe because I'm like because so, some things like you just know you shouldn't do and you did it anyways. Like no one has to, yes. to do this. It's amazing, uh-huh. amazing. Um, but one question that I have and I ask everybody too is if you could have an intimate dinner with three people, um, past, present, you know, um, who would those three people be and what would be the topic? Mm, this is good. Um, this is really good. Ah, okay. So let's see. Um, one of my favorite people in the Bible is Esther. Um, I cannot even imagine, um, the concept of essentially being sold or being, you know, just being like, a, you know, in this situation and still kind of rising above it to, um, care about your people and what is going on around you to put yourself, um, in a place, uh, where you could literally be killed, um, I'm just fascinated by her bravery and, you know, I'm sure she was extremely young because that's what, you know, the times dictated. Um, So I would really love to just be like, girl, so (laughs) you was like, wait, so what? I would love to talk to her. Um, I would love to have a conversation with um, one of the great artists. Like I would love to sit and just like talk to Pablo Picasso and just, okay, so how does your mind work? And just hear him talk about his art and his process and his yeah. stories. Um, I think to, and, and hear him talk about, you know, where he de- derived some of his influence, like personally, which we know um, a lot of African art um, he was inspired by. So I would love to talk to him. And, um, you know, I would love, I would love to talk, speak with, I really like storytellers. Um, and one of my favorite uh, authors of today um, is Chimamanda, and I would love to just sit down with her and and, and talk with her. She's a Nigerian um, writer, and she's amazing, and her stories just come to life in this really incredible way, and I, I want to be a better storyteller, and so I would love to 
to talk with her as well. I mean, there's there's so many people, right? Like, yes. of course, I'd like you know to talk to Oprah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Oprah, so you gonna let me hold? Like, yeah. what? you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, those are probably three people just off top that I could think of. Um, mine's always change, but one person that always remains the same is Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I love Janet Jackson. I um and the reason why though is because I watch like even just with doing this podcast I'll watch interviews of her and just how she goes about answering certain questions mm-hmm. has helped me in a way to ask questions in a certain way um because like the media training is crazy <laughs> yeah crazy crazy um, crazy and then you just forget that she didn't even answer your question at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? what um, oh, wait. I got had. This is a new one. Um, and and it wasn't until I, I'm not even finished with the book. I'm reading Mariah Carey's book right now. Oh, um, okay. And I like I like I like Mariah Carey, but it wasn't like I did not realize like how she really came from nothing. Like mm. she lived in a shack. Like like I really didn't oh, wow. realize like. Until, and I'm still I'm still like halfway through the book or I still have like another half to go and I, I just got to where she starts singing <laughs> wow like her wow was so like bad and I didn't realize even when we were talking about race how like she felt like she couldn't fit in because she wasn't you know like people could tell like they knew her dad was black so no one wanted to hang out with her that were the white yeah people. and then the black people were like you're too white to be hanging out with us so and it's just crazy, you know, and it it explains, like, a lot. And then just how, like, she's an amazing songwriter, probably the most decorated songwriter, you know, singer-songwriter, yeah, at least. Um, and to, like, some of the songs, like, like one of the songs called um, The Art of Letting Go, like, I thought that that was about mm-hmm. her. And then I find out that it's actually about her mom when reading the book. And oh, wow. Like, yeah, so, like, it's just so much that, like... I'm just like that she I would like and she's an Aries too, so I'm like I just wanna like I do it off the book. Like we don't even got I just wanna like, You know, I just I just wanna talk. Yeah. I bought the book for a friend um for her birthday, but I haven't read it myself. But I do I love a good memoir. I yes. I've um read uh Viola Davis's memoir last year and it was the same thing. It was just like this powerful, you know, rags to riches, if you will, story. And you just wonder like people that like, how did you persevere? How did you, uh, you know, make it? And, and yeah, yeah I'd love to sit and talk to her as we well. Don't, we don't really hear stories like that anymore. Like people that have, you know, granted, I feel like there's a lot of people that have come from nothing, but like, I feel like nowadays, like we're positioned to think that like, oh, they're one hit, not one hit wonders, but like overnight successes. Right, um, right. And like back in, like when you came out as an artist, like it wasn't like that. Like, yeah, people yeah. actually had to work hard. It wasn't like, oh, we have streams. Like, right, right, like right. You actually exactly. had to work hard to get on the charts and to sell records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not to, to discredit the artists out, that are out now that are selling this way because it's still, uh, you know. And I, and I feel like we, I feel like even with that, it's still a long time coming. I was just talking to somebody who was, uh, she, um, sh- her husband is friends with, um, Oh gosh, his name is um. What's the guy? Let me take it. Let me kind of. My God, I'm like blanking his name, blanking on his name. It's like literally, like I listen to, huh? Sing it again. 
Um, oh my God, my daughter's going to kill me. Um, he has a song called, what is his name? He's got the song called me, call you with Erica Campbell. Oh, um, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Armstrong. Yes. Hot. Oh my God. That's, that's what happens when you turn 40. Um, (laughs) so, uh, so she, her husband's friends with him and she was like, he's been out for years, like singing and doing things. And I'd never heard of him. So for me, it felt like an overnight success that I was really excited for. Cause I, I love his music, think he's doing great things, but even that, um, he's been at it for, you know, 10 years. So you never really know what's behind the right. scenes until you go behind the scenes. I think the last story that I've heard of people like Lizzo when she won her Grammy, I think it was last year or the year before last, and she was saying how like her thing was like to never stop reaching out to people. Like she was living in a yeah. car and then like she just reached out to one person one last time and they're like, Okay, well we're gonna give you a shot to come to the studio and then it literally turned her whole life changed. Around. And then it's funny because like her biggest song at that time had been out for a while but she just put it back on this album and then wow you know and now she's one of the biggest artists and i i love lizzo for the simple fact that like she's not like how she is in our society she's not supposed to win yeah yeah she's black yeah she's of a, a certain size she's female like like everything like she has all the odds uh, placed against her and yeah you know, so I, and I and love she's, that she's succeeding and she's yeah I agree I agree super and and she's super talented yeah, like she's you know and she's like talented super and super down to earth and humble so I hope that she never that never changes um same with Erica Campbell I met her back in like 2012 at this church I used to go to one church in National Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I went, and Erica happened to be there, and I was like, I gotta go tell her. Like, this song helped me out so much. And when I tell you, there's this this quality that she has, and if I ever speak to her again, I have to let her know about this. But there's this quality that she had that I've never experienced before, and probably never experienced after that, though, like, when I just met her for those few minutes that, like, I I felt like I mattered to her in that moment. And I was like, I want to be able to have that in me for people when I talk to them. Yeah. Like she yeah. Cared yeah. About what we were talking about. And I don't even know. I, I know it was a song. Um, I don't know what the song was called. Uh, it tried. I don't know what the song was called, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I know the song. I just trouble ain't easy. There we go. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that literally helped me in high school. Um, a lot too. Wow. Um, but I was able to, and she was just so like, it was just genuine. And I'm like, I want to possess she that, is. possess that because I know sometimes when I talk to people, I'm impatient in a certain things. Like if you're not getting to what you need to say, <laughs> I will tune you out. <laughs> um, I'm like, just get to the point. Cause you're telling me get, all get this, to it. yeah, the, you tell me all this backstory that really has nothing to do with your actual, yeah. <laughs> your point. But well, I think, I think one of Erica's superpowers, if you will, is that she is keenly mission focused and she is keenly aware that her gifts, her talent, her calling, her beauty, like it's all to serve God and it's all to benefit um, him and his people. And, and so, you know, she is truly one of the most multi-talented people out there. Um, But she's just very aware um, of where it comes from and why it exists. And I think that not to speak for her, but just as a, as a observer, I think that 
um, helps her to connect so well because she really does care because she knows that she's here to care. Um, and that the opportunities that she's, that she's been given or taken or, you know, like she's, she's a work, she's worked hard, like nothing came easy. Um, but the opportunities that she has, she, she knows why she has them. And I think that's a lesson for all of us. I think sometimes people just want to be on or be put on to be put on or be famous for money or for likes, um, and I think as people of God, it's important that we are mission focused and we realize that our talents um, were given to us so that we could give them back to him, not to glorify ourselves, but to help people and help um, glorify God. So, yeah, that's really amazing. Well, you spoke so highly of Erica and this is actually my, it's not a question, it's more of a statement, statement or I'm going to ask you to do something. But I have everybody do this at the end of the podcast is that we tend to speak so highly of other people, but we rarely speak how proud of we are of ourselves or just things that are so special. So this moment right now, I want you to talk about yourself, speak highly of yourself, thank yourself for whatever you may have accomplished throughout the years. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I was just I read one post. Um, the other day on Instagram that was like, what you wish somebody would say to you, say it to yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not great at this. Um, but Nobody let's see. So let's funny. see what, you know, Lisa, Nicole, I am super proud of you for um, stepping out in faith on your own and um, pursuing the things that you've been passionate about since you were five years old. I'm proud of you for um, the way that you um, are present in your home and the way that you love and parent your daughter um, and the way that you model for her kindness and generosity and hard work and uh, forgiveness. I'm proud of you for, um, for not giving up so many times in your life you could have so many, you didn't grow up with a silver spoon. You faced a lot of adversity and had, you know, a pretty crazy childhood, but you have made it um, and you make it, you've made it through with grace and with being able to keep a smile on your face and to still care about people and to still love life and be grateful for life. And um, I'm excited to see what you do. I'm excited to see you um, not sabotage yourself. I'm excited by not speaking your dreams. I'm excited to see you go for the things that you want. I'm excited to see you, um, in the best way that you can put yourself first and, uh, and pursue the things that, you know, God has placed in your heart. And I love you. I think you're awesome. I seek, I really think you're one of the funniest people on the, on the planet earth and one of the nicest. And, uh, I love you girl. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I, people always, like, in a sense, kind of, cr not cringe, but they, they get, like, nervous when they have to have talk about themselves. Like, unless you're a narcissist, that's not something that we really do. Yeah, 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 truly. And truly, yeah, yeah, I mean, that we could go on a whole nother, we yes. could have a whole nother conversation but about that, but like yeah. Fans would kill me if I don't ask this question. Um, so, I feel that, and I don't know if you can agree with me, but I feel that out of Eden disbanded like at the height of your guys' career <laughs> and you guys like give us little teases um um you gave us little teases here and there um but 
what what is next? Like what what why did you guys in when you guys did? Like how did you guys know? It was so for, I mean for us, I mean we were we started. I'm telling our ages, but we started in '94. Like we put out our first mm-hmm. project then, and we put out our last project in 2006. Um, or, yeah, 2005. But we had well, I think the greatest hits it was, was like what that 2005. That greatest hits was 2006. No, that was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and prior prior to that, we'd been um, doing work. You know, we didn't. Ninety four wasn't the beginning. It was just, you know, our our big break. Um, and so, I think we were. There was a bit of, um, you know, my my sister Andrea like had a family and had kids. Um, you know, we we were just kind of ready to pursue other things. Um, and there was a little bit of. Just like, uh, you know, we toured all the time. Like we were on the road, like 200 plus, 250 plus days a year. Um, And so I think we were just like, okay, I think it's done. I don't think, I I know that I didn't plan to stay away. I've kind of thought, oh, I'll take a little bit of a break and then I'll put a solo record out. Um, Maybe we'll come back and do a record. Um, But just life happens. And my sister, Andrea, she's a a pediatric nurse at Vanderbilt University. So she had to go to school for that. She had to do a lot of work. Um, Danielle is an entrepreneur and and has a job in marketing. And everybody's doing like really, really well. Um, And I just think that we just had other things. You know, we were like millennials before millennials. (laughs) Before that was a thing. We were like, I think I'm tired of this. Are you tired of this? I think I'm tired. In retrospect, um, and in hindsight being 2020, I think I, you know, we may have, like, we could have just taken a break and just done something different and, and then come back to it. Um, because it is, it was one of the best times, um, of my life. Like there's nothing like being on stage with your sisters and your favorite people and your best friends and being able to have the impact that we had, um, you know, I, I think now, you know, I, I don't I won't say we took it for granted, but I don't think we understood um, it in its entirety. So, you know, but I think, you know, that we are still sisters. We still love each other. We see each other every chance that we can. And, um, I, you know, if we can make, you know, something work and do some music and find time to do that and everything else that we have to do, then I think that we would. So do you think that you got you would put at least a, a feature for with the girls? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking I was like, I remember when you guys and I was like, what? Like it was on the hills. You guys had the um, was it life, love and happiness? Is that right? Yeah. Love, peace and happiness. Love, peace yeah. And happiness. And then you had the hymns and then you guys are just like, oh, we're, we're Hispanic. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, um, what happened? Yeah, so it was just like, and then usually when people say that, like, like eventually y'all come back together, but you guys haven't really done much. And I know, like, more so recently within the last year or so, you guys got um, people excited because you guys posted something together, but it wasn't, no, it wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, it was for, yeah, it was for a movie, um, Mic Drop, that we were um, blessed to be a interviewed for a documentary about christian hip-hop um so yeah no i mean i feel like you know it's i don't know like it's like we did that and we had this really amazing time um and we like we loved it but we worked hard and we worked i mean we worked really hard and we worked a lot and we're really grateful for the opportunity and um 
I definitely would love to have have my sister's um, feature, feature Out of Eden on a song. And then my for sure. question would be, did you guys, I always wonder this, did you guys realize the impact that you had while you guys were in the middle of, you know? Not in its entirety. Not in its entirety. I don't know that there is a way to, to, to know when you're in it, um, but we would get these amazing letters um you know this is back when people still wrote letters but i guess now somebody would just dm us but we got these amazing letters about you know your this song um i was going to commit suicide and i listened to this song and and it gave me a different perspective and and it, i was able to connect with god and i didn't do that or um i was in this relationship that was abusive and damaging and i was able to get out of it and um story after story after story of of moments where our songs had an impact on somebody's life that was was truly life-changing and um that's what allows you to keep going you know what i mean that's what allows you to to not to not give up and to not quit because it wasn't easy for us um because we weren't all the way gospel but we weren't like like we were christian pop music it was this weird time there wasn't a lot of groups like us and um, so it was an uphill battle for a lot of it. And I think, I think we were worn out at a certain point. You just get tired and it's those types of stories and those types of interactions with fans after concerts that, um, they really give you what you need to keep going. Um, and that allowed us to go for as long as we did. So I don't know, you know, that we will know on this side of heaven, um, but I'm super grateful for the people that have taken the time to share their story. Even now, like people will DM us or um, reach out or post something on Instagram. And it, it really, you know, it, it's it's valuable in words that I can't express because you don't want to waste your life. You know what I mean? And you want to know that everything that you're doing or the majority of what you're doing, it matters. And so those are those are messages that I cherish at a, on a very deep level. So next for me, um, I am working on a project, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, really, really, really excited about. I love writing. I love being in the studio. I love singing. Um, so that's kind of like my focus right now um, is working on my record and getting it done, 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 done. We'll have to have you on again once it's out. Yes, please. I'm supposed please, to do that. I'm supposed to do too. I'm supposed to do um, kind of like a listening party with Angel when her record comes out where we play oh, nice. songs and we talk about them or whatever. So we should definitely do the same thing. Today. I would love that. I would love that. And That'd be awesome. I, I won't hold you to it if you don't feel like it, but if you oh, don't no, feel like I'm it, make sure you tell me <laughs> in advance so I can make other arrangements. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, and then I want to, and I've been thinking about this, that I, I want to be able to get uh, like a panel. I don't know what the subject's going to be about yet <laughs> but with yeah. you angel and just other people um and have like a good conversation discussion i don't know what i'm going to talk about what we're going to talk about or anything like that yet yeah but once i get it, i'm definitely going to ask you again <laughs> absolutely i would love that i would love that for um, sure i love good conversation perfect and are you going to be shooting a video or anything for thank god yes yeah, so they want to we're working on like a bts um story of the song right now 
um, just using footage that we've already gotten. And then um, the hope is to shoot something soon. There's, there's um, like more, it's my schedule is like more the holdup, but hopefully we will get that done very any, soon. Any I hope so, because I'm ready to start eating and I can't <laughs> eat enough. And so we use video. On, uh, doing a, like a live performance or live shows. Yeah, yeah. So doing, um, I mean, I, I lead in my church a lot, but doing, we're going to do Same God um, very soon, which I'm really excited about to to see how that translates at my church. And, you know, I'm available for booking, you know, and all that kind of thing. So I can do live shows. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, like I get up and sing karaoke, like it doesn't matter where I am. Like I love yeah. to, I love to sing. So hopefully we'll have some more things soon. Thanks, um, it was my pleasure um and before i let you go tell the people where they can find you yes so um you can find me the underscore paper girl on instagram um lisa nicole on tiktok and uh i think i'm just lisa kimmy winans on facebook which I'm not on that much because I'm just really not on my phone all day. So, but I do my best to, um, to be present and to respond and do all the things, but yeah, you can find me there and I appreciate a follow and, uh, hopefully, you know, I'll post more and, and do all the things <laughs> a little bit more. Same. I we promise can. in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah, so same here. You can follow <laughs> me guys on Terrell Garnett underscore. That's T E R R E L L G A R N. And you can get my playlist, um, WAP, Worship and Praise, which <laughs> Lisa's song, Same God, is featured on that playlist. It's actually the first song on the playlist. Um, oh, thank you so much. Of course, it's uh, the playlist is basically my favorite inspirational gospel songs of right now. Um, so you'll hear um, Karima, um, who else is on there? Kiara shared, um, she just dropped a group like and i i i handpicked these songs <laughs> so um please go out and get the the playlist it, it's amazing i think so and of course it's amazing because your song's on it well thank you so those are i'm in good company for sure yes so thanks well thank you guys again for listening to this podcast and we'll catch you next time and that is all we have for you today check us next time create your own story with Terrell.